You're listening to the Just Giants podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud today. This message is being broadcast over the emergency alert system at the request of the New York football giants. This is not a test. Please remain calm and stand by for the following important information. Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I'm your host, the football grump, and with me as always is Mike the Cranky Fan. Mike, long time no see. Yeah, Grump, it never fails. You know, we last night on Monday recorded probably our longest show ever. I think we went an hour and 40 minutes. We had this whole plan to cut it up into two sections, talking about the, the you know, the uh, the search for the Giants for their new head coach. And per normal, we get, we get scooped and we have to throw a nice show in the garbage. Maybe when our uh, box set or our B-sides and unreleased recordings CD comes out, That'll be on there, but for now, Bonus we have a whole new topic. Yeah. Bonus material, which cannot be found on our official Twitter, but we do have an official Twitter. The show is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and some other ones I probably forgot, but it's available pretty much everywhere. The show has a Twitter account, at JustGiantsPod, where we will probably never release that episode. And uh, more importantly, we each have our own Twitter accounts where we're much more reactive and on time with things instead of a day late. So I'm at football underscore grump. He's at the cranky fan. Uh, Be sure to follow us for our takes more in the moment. And uh, we do like to go back and forth with people. We do respond. I respond to almost everybody I can. So I don't don't know about you, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, today was a very busy day to respond to people and to kind of. Walk people off the ledge because today was today was as much about reacting to news as it was happening in real time as it was, you know, the actual news itself. So let's let's try to get into it all the way. What happened? Yeah, I mean, I was at work, so you were kind of informing me, and I was jumping in pretending to take a shit at work. So I. <laughs> well, you know, the, the news started kind of fast and furious this morning when the report came out that Carolina was going to hire Matt Rule who, if you listen to part one of a, you know, turns out to be a never-to-be-heard part two episode, our crystal ball prediction would have that he would be the coach at the end of the day. Right. Um, now, this is where it starts getting funky, and that's where Twitter starts rearing its ugly head, where immediately the narrative became that the Giants whiffed, Gettleman whiffed, how can you let your top target never get in for an interview? What's going on? The, the, the team's on fire, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I've been banging this drum for a long time now, and I'm going to say it again right now. Just because a talking head, just because your favorite Twitter follower says something, that does not mean that is what Dave Gettleman, the head coach, the mayors, anybody is going through their heads. They never put out a press statement saying that Matt Rule was their top target, was their only target, was anything. Well, And more importantly, sorry, uh, or just as importantly, there's been this like quote that 
the Giants job was Matt Rule's, quote, dream job, that quote doesn't exist. That has never been said. Yeah. Just, just so everybody knows. Exactly. I mean, but, you know, again, it's sort of like how the Dan Mullen to the Giant, the, to the Cowboys rumor started because one writer kind of put two and two together and said, you know, would be an interesting choice would be Dan Mullen because he coached Dak Prescott in college. That came with the telephone game so quickly to Cowboys are targeting Dan Mullen, which is not even close to being true. And this, you know, if you hear over and over and over again, people who don't have, you know, an original thought in their head, whether it's, you know, your favorite Twitter follower, the dumbass who's on ESPN radio, even the meatheads that are on the fan and local ESPN radio saying the same things over and over again, you tend to believe that is true. And then you start talking yourself into that is the case. No, it never was the case. Look at things, look at events, actions more than words. If Matt Rule was truly the Giants' top target, they would have acted the way the Cowboys did with Mike McCarthy. First interview, interview validates what we thought. We're hiring him on the spot. He wasn't interviewed on the the docket to be interviewed till tomorrow, a week after all the other interviews were happening. And don't give me this bullshit about he's on vacation. I mean, that's – please. That's nonsense. So if they were – and if it was truly his dream job, you know – He'd be pushing to have that interview faster as well, so he can get started on his dream job too. So um, that is all just noise and rhetoric that you heard. That you know, there's no shred of evidence or proof that that was the case. Now, going on to the, we whiffed on this, or we're such a train wreck. How badly we handled this. Well, and also the the narrative that Dave Gettleman is such a deterrent. For head coaches was another thing. Yeah. How many interviews have we had in the last week? Yeah. I mean, and we're not talking about just hiring, you know, JV coaches from, you know, bumfuck Iowa. We're talking Mike McCarthy interviewed. Uh, Matt Rule was on the list to interview. You know, we, Eric Bienemy was interviewed. These are hot names from the coordinator ranks that were interviewed. Um, so, again, that if, if it had been so difficult and there's this league-wide boycott of Dave Gettleman, we'd be sitting there pulling our pud because we had nobody to interview, and that's not the case. Then it came out after the Matt Rule hiring was first being reported that we sought permission to speak to Jason Garrett, and then all hell broke loose. That was about when I signed off for a little bit. Panic move, blah, 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 blah. I blame these guys trying to get the scoop out as fast as possible. It's just as much as you people for believing it and jumping to conclusions. Very key piece of that story didn't come out. To be interviewed to be the offensive coordinator. That's that's a big difference than head coach. That doesn't mean he has been interviewed yet. That doesn't mean anything at this point. And for everybody who's saying, well, why don't they wait until the 13th and they have to pay any 
draft picks to the Cowboys. Come on. I understand you don't like Dave Gettleman and you have a narrative against him. But you think he's that stupid that he's going to give up draft capital so we can't wait a week to talk to an offensive coordinator? That's that's insanity. I don't even know what you're talking about. What? Oh, yeah. I was arguing with someone today on Twitter that – and more than one person I did see on Twitter make the comment that getting permission to talk to him and hiring him before his contract runs out, the Cowboys will demand draft picks, a draft pick for him, which is ridiculous. That, he, wow. Because they still they still wow. pay him. They still own his rights. We're talking – until one the 14th. Week it's, yeah, it's a week. It, it's so beyond foolish. So, again, if you, you have think the your Cowboys pub- would even ask for that? They're never no. going to get that's the That's the silliest thing I've ever heard of course. in my life. But, you know, Sammy, if you have a bug up your ass for Gettleman, a bug up your ass for the Maris, a bug up your ass for how this team has been run for the last several years, you are, you know, going to take something that's complete nonsense and run with it as another, do you see? And not even that it happened that. If they do that, they're morons. Equates to, you know, the Leonard uh, Williams trade in as far as the great atrocities of the 21st century. <laughs> I mean, it didn't even happen. So, you know, again, this news is trickling out throughout the day of, you know, drips and drabs, incomplete things, things that are kind of revised later on. And, you know, it's just, it's just complete chaos. And then finally, it pops out finally that Joe Judge will be your next New York Giant head coach. And immediately, people freaked out because they don't know who he is. Yeah, that's pretty much it, is who the hell and is that? You know, it's like, who the hell is that? And again, Gettleman completely fucked up this whole coaching search. They panicked because they didn't get the guy they wanted. Well, it turns out that they were talking yesterday about it. And at the same time that... You know, and it's something you have to always keep in mind too about this stuff. There is so much going on behind the scenes that not even the Adam Schefters of the world know about. Remember, a lot of these coaches have the same agent. Yeah. And the conversations are going nothing is happening in a vacuum. Coaches aren't screwing other teams during this process. Because remember, everybody has a short memory. You know, Josh McDaniel is looking for a job, and a lot of people don't forget what he did. You know, Bobby Petrino will never coach in the NFL again for what he did. Nick Saban is, you know, may not ever coach in the NFL for what he did. So just because an insider hasn't told you what's happening, don't think that all these things are kind of sort of being coordinated behind the scenes. Who's going to end up with who, what coordinators are going anywhere. I mean, a lot of it is related. So, the bottom line is, you know, we have a new head coach, you know, an up and coming guy that, you know, Bill Belichick really likes. We, we, the details that we don't know that much about him, but, you know, extremely detail oriented, attention to detail, very intense guy. You know, other than that, we just don't know. And just because you don't know who he is doesn't mean it's a bad hire. Well, I think the other important piece is not not only were they talking last night where they were in the middle of writing up the deal already. Um, the, the news has finally come out that – or I, I, I was corrected. It's a report. It, we don't know if it's true, like literally everything else. But um, 
it came out that last night Matt Rule was informed by the Giants that there was a very serious contender for the job. Matt Rule then informed the Giants of his massive contract, the fourth highest I heard of any sports coach in in the world. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. But he informed the Giants of the deal he was offered in Carolina and gave them the opportunity to match and he would come back for his interview. And the Giants said, no, that's okay. We got it. So it was it wasn't Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers that put the Giants on roller skates. It was Matt Rule that kind of was backed into a corner because he was informed the night before of the take, situation. So, I'm going to take these reports with a little bit of grain of sand. Well, of what course, the report yeah. was, so we don't know the exact story, but you know, in in either event, the amount of money he got is not worth. Because remember, these guys' contracts are guaranteed, and if if he gets if he's a disaster and is launched after three years, you're paying four years and you know God knows how much you know, you know almost you know thirty million dollars that are still owed. It's not on your cap. It's it's a pretty big expense. For, for no NFL experience. I, that's the thing. So I've heard the argument like, why do fans suddenly care about how much money coaches make? It doesn't count against the cap. It's not your money. It goes to your billionaire. It's not about that. It's it's who you're getting for that money. John Gruden can be enticed out of his cushy job on Monday Night Football for a massive salary because of the pedigree that he brings. Matt Rule had no pedigree from anybody on earth prior to Thanksgiving. I guarantee that. That 95% of Giants fans, of NFL fans, I'll, I'll put it even higher than 95%, had no fucking idea who Matt Rule was. So, yes, he did have – he has a track record of turning down organization. I'm not going to sit here and shit talk the guy. That's not the point. But pedigree is something else entirely. Well, let's, let's, even, let's, even, let's even be – you know turning around, making making bad teams competitive. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, Baylor didn't win a Big 12. Baylor didn't go to the playoff. Baylor hasn't won a national title. They didn't even they're win the bowl game they were playing. The bowl games don't matter. Those are bullshit. I'm just but, saying. I mean, they didn't even top, do that. He took them to a top 10 team, but yeah. let's not go crazy. He's not the second coming of Nick Saban, not the second coming he, of... No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not going to say that because he might be. He hasn't been in the fucking college ranks even that long. Yeah, we don't know. To, to, yeah. to say that he isn't that or that he is. That's the point. It, that's what you're shelling out. A six-year deal worth that much money, $60 million with the incentive to go to 70 I heard. Yeah. That's a lot of money for an unproven commodity, completely well, unproven. It's the same people, you know, they'll bitch, why aren't you spending $10 million on a guy I never heard of two months ago who are also going to complain about how much money they spent for their PSL and how much parking costs yeah. and how much – all the other things that kind of go, oh – you know how much money Sunday ticket is now? Oh, you know, a beer is 12 bucks. Oh, blah, 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 blah. So, you know. <laughs> I don't I don't blame – you know, again, if we're talking about John Gruden wanted that money, they had the opportunity to match and they didn't bring him into an interview and they said, nah, fuck off. That's a little different than Matt Rule who none of you knew prior to Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, you know, unless well, you, you were an avid Baylor fan, you'd never Yeah, but here's heard. the thing that – but what happens though is because of the narrative, you Matt Rule, Matt Rule, Matt Rule, Giants pick, Giants pick, Giants it. pick, dream job, dream job, dream job. You are brainwashed and talk yourself into we got to get him. And it's like, and also let's Giant fans. I love you. I love the Giants, my favorite team for going on almost forty years now. 
stop with the we are one of the benchmark teams in this league and we are the giants we are new york we deserve this we how does anybody not have an interview because we're the giants and all this stop it i mean that's a type of arrogant thinking that puts teams in you know a 10 12 20 year tailspin of mediocrity you know the nfl is structured in a way the way they share revenue the way tv is done the way it's marketed on social media that it doesn't matter where you play doesn't matter where your team is you can play in the new york metropolitan area or green bay wisconsin or jacksonville or la it doesn't matter and Yes, the Giants are a team that's been in the league since 1925. They're one of the, you know, the linchpins that have been in this league. But you know something? So are the Lions. Yeah. They've been playing almost as long as well. And they are a very poorly run team for 50 years. So stop with the, you know, I, 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 the arrogance that as we're Giant fans – it doesn't translate to what other people think about it. They think about, you know, what does the roster look like? What's the GM's philosophy? What is the owner's philosophy? What quarterback do I have? What do I look like for cap? All these things are much more important than, oh, this is one of the, you know, the, the, the teams that were around forever because they wore leather helmets back in 1926. Everybody just needs to chill out. Just chill the fuck out. Um, you can't have a reaction to this hire. You can't because you don't know who Joe Judge is. Almost none of us do. Well, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's a good hire or a bad hire. I'm I'm going to be completely honest with you. We recorded like an hour and a half long episode last night. I don't even think – other than mentioning his name, I don't think we talked about Joe Judge at all. Well, Grump, the thing is I don't think the people are freaking out because they hired him. And that's, you know, from – Everything I've seen today and kind of the chatter and the interactions I've had with everybody, it's not necessarily why did we hire this guy? It's all the ancillary. Again, we whiffed. How did we fuck up the rule thing? McCarthy came and went. You know, all these other hires, blah, blah, blah. Jason Garrett, oh my God. You know, I've had it with it. this team's in turmoil. This team is being run like a joke. They're an embarrassment to the league. That's all the stuff I'm hearing. It's I don't think really any of it's personally got to do with this coach and this hire. No, of yeah, him. yeah, I agree with you. Um, but 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 again, that's what I'm saying. They're not saying Maybe it's a bad good. hire. It, they're saying it's a bad hire because it was a panic move and they couldn't get this guy and that guy. That it's not it's not personal. It's just yeah. It's just a hot take. How about? Just chill out. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'd i like to now pivot this episode about Joe Judge because that is now our head no, no, coach. I'm not done yet. <laughs> All right. Goddamn. All I mean, right. Again, Keep going. Really, again, this goes – this chill out thing really goes back to the core of it. It's Dave Gettleman. It's – Yeah. Dave, I have never seen a anybody affiliated with the Giants and really very few people – who have played in this city in the last 40 years as polarizing as him. And it's not – it's people hate him or people just want to give him a chance. I mean there's no – this isn't a, an akin thing to a Donald Trump fan who thinks you know, he's not even immortal. He's so great or he's the worst thing you've ever heard in your life. It's just the 
vitriol of the people who don't like him, which started from day one, who've soured on every single move that's been done, who you know thought it was ridiculous we hired a, a running back with the second pick, who have been picking apart a trade that in, involves you know mid-level draft picks. Like it, it's as bad as the Herschel Walker trade. Or it's like it's all manifesting from that. And this is kind of like the you know, this is probably the most important decision mm-hmm. Gettleman has to make. And well, I was be, this and uh, Daniel Jones were his two big important yeah. decisions, right? And guess what? If uh, if he if if Joe Judge is the second coming of Pat Shermer, Gettleman will be gone. Yep. And there'll be no you know, I again I'm not a Gettleman lover, but I am a supporter of letting his plan play out until it's obvious it's never going to work. But you know something? If he whiffs again on a head coaching job, a hire, I can't defend it any longer. And he will get launched after like two or three years of being a bad coach. It will also mean that probably the roster has not been built to help him either, which is also another reflection of how long does this rebuild have to take. So mm-hmm. – there is a limit to how long I'm going to be supportive and defending of our general manager. But all of this kind of comes down to you don't like the guy. You're never on board with him. You don't like him personally. You don't like his accent. You don't like his smugness. You don't like the color of his tie. And that's why people are just going so fucking crazy right now. I I think you're probably right. Um, and by the way, if if Joe Judge does well – those people are not going to say, well, Dave Gettleman hired the right guy. They're going to say that Joe Judge is winning despite the roster that, that Gettleman has put together and Joe Judge hired all the right coordinators and all that other stuff. So, I mean, well, I don't give a shit. I mean, no, me, neither the do bottom I. Line, but I mean, the bottom I under- line is one thing win. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I could give win. a fuck. Get in the play. You're in the playoffs, you're winning. You can talk all day how much – you know. You can make all the excuses for whatever. It, it make, I won't even engage with you for it. I just don't even care. The bottom line is this team is making the leaps from breakdown to rebuild to contend to be a real contender. And that's all that matters really. How they get there, not my concern. Who gets the credit? Don't care. Just – you know, we are recording this on Tuesday night, January seventh. Our season's been over for three months, yeah. and that we all want to change. That's all we care about. So let's talk a little bit about Joe Judge. Um, most recently, was special teams coordinator and uh, some kind of wide receivers coach, a wide receivers coach in some capacity with New England last year. Um, Prior to that, he had been special teams coordinator for three years, all the way up to 2015. He was an assistant before that for two years, and before that, he was at Alabama as a special teams assistant. Uh, I, I think he coached some level of defense at another school in Alabama, Birmingham Southern, which I've mm-hmm. never heard of. Well, the interesting thing, you know, that connects my worlds is that he was with Mississippi State. He's under the Dan Mullen coaching tree, and that. He was a finalist for the Mississippi State head coaching job before the Giants came in and made the offer. Yeah. So 
there is a very good chance that the Florida defensive coordinator, Todd Grantham, will become the new head coach of Mississippi State because Joe Judge is not taking that job. So a little bit of, uh, you know, for any of you people who care, you know, with the Florida get a connection I have in my life. That you have to deal with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's fine. Um, So that's a little bit of an interesting thing about where he is. Um, Very interesting how people are, were so interested in, um, the potential hire of Wink Martindale because it would bring in Joe Brady, mm-hmm. who is you know people are like well so what this guy is just a special teams coach and some sort of wide receiver coach when Joe Brady is just a passing coordinator not even not even the offensive coordinator so don't poo poo this when you're all for the getting this guy yeah so. yeah I I think it's interesting that he he was pretty highly coveted um, when Josh McDaniels left for the New Wing, uh, for the Indianapolis job. He was, I guess, handshake agreement hired to be special teams coordinator under Josh McDaniel in Indianapolis as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he, he comes from that Belichick and, and before him, I think, Saban line of thinking where it's it's every detail, every play. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just no shortcuts. It's only hard work kind of kind of thing. I mean. And we'll we'll be honest, you know the the Belichick coaching tree is oh does not have a great legacy. Pretty miss. Yeah. But you know something, just because Romeo Cornell was not a good head coach, just because Charlie Weiss was not a good head coach, that doesn't mean anything about what this guy is going to do. Yeah. So I would that, agree let's with that. not let's not do transitive property to assume he is not going to be successful because these other guys flamed out. Well, I mean, one of those problems with those guys is that they didn't really support themselves with good coordinators, no? Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of what that is, in my opinion. I I mean, they, to my recollection, and now we're going back years, Romeo Cornell, I mean, Jesus, but I don't remember them really having huge gaffes in terms of time management and things like that. The talent. I mean, I mean that. The, yeah, the two biggest things, the two biggest factors that will make Joe Judge, Matt Rule, any of these coaches successful is the talent they have to work with and the coordinators they have to help them do their job. Yeah, that's that is that is the job. Part of it is your responsibility. Part of it, in varying degrees, how you work with your general manager, and you know. It's interesting that the Giants went with a guy who's a new head coach that, you know, Dave Gettleman will still have all the responsibilities of, you know, personnel. You know, maybe one of those reasons, and we'll never know this, why they backed off a little of Matt Rule because he wanted personnel decisions. Maybe. We don't know. I will say this, um, you know <clears> – <throat> A guy who's really detail oriented, uh, and, and um, Matthew Slater, uh, who's a special teams standout, um, one of the best special teams players in the league, uh, has really, really spoken highly of how prepared the team felt when they went out there. Pat McAfee has talked about how important a special teams coordinator is to the team because what their job often entails is. Getting a guy who was signed on Friday 
to a league minimum contract to buy in and play at a high level on Sunday. And they addressed the entire team. In fact, he said that every practice starts off with a special teams meeting. I mean, it is an important part of the game and transitions pretty nicely from his perspective to a head coaching job because you address the whole team often. They meet with every player. Um, That being said, a 38-year-old head coach, not only coming from a special team standpoint, would I like him to have very, very talented coordinators. I would like him to have experienced ones. I am not really ready to have a fraternity running the team. (laughs) So, I mean, let's start right off the bat by talking about Jason Garrett then. Go for it. I mean, I, 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 people like to shit on him, but I mean, everything that we've ever made fun of was not really play design or anything like that. I mean, it was just his inability to manage the clock and use his timeouts correctly and things of that nature. I mean, let's, let's think about it for a minute. Let's compare what Dallas has been for the last couple of years and what the Giants want to be. I mean, the first thing Dave Gettleman said in his initial press conference was he wanted a bunch of hog mollies mm-hmm. dominating the offensive line. The biggest standout that the Cowboys have had for the last six, seven years was a dominant elite offensive line. Correct. What is the the best skill position that they've had for the last five years? Ezekiel Elliott, mm-hmm. a guy they can count on to, you know, not only pound the rock, but had moves and, and can create something out of nothing. He blocks very well out of the backfield. He catches very well out of the backfield. We have Saquon Barkley, similar role. And, you know, he's still in the beginning of his career, but, you know, and we're hoping that, you know, he develops into a better blocker and, you know, they use him more out of the backfield and stuff, uh, you know, passing on the backfield. But that's a similar guy. Dak Prescott. I know, you know, you shit on him all the time about, you know, Accuracy and throwing. Well, I mean, I can say right now that if you watch All or Nothing, which is like an Amazon special, they did a whole thing on the Cowboys. It was around the. It's it's under Garrett's tenure. It's while Dak was there. They used to throw the ball after every practice, and I could tell you that Jason Garrett, 30, 40 year old ex quarterback, has better accuracy than than Dak Prescott. It's on display. You can watch. You're, it miss, you're missing my point. I, I, I'm yeah. I, I yeah. get it. I'm defending I, 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 I didn't tee this up for you to do your weekly shot at Dak. My point <laughs> is that Dak is a guy who's a a quarterback who can move around when he has to and make things happen on his own. Daniel Jones looks like he could be that type of quarterback as well. He's not a statue in the pocket like Eli was. So What I'm also saying is look- I think he's elevated Dak to a level nobody expected coming out of college. And I don't think that that was just that, – that was you know bound to happen no matter where he went. Fair. But my point is of all of this is that there is similar pieces and a similar structure to what the offense is and what they want to be that Jason Garrett could fit in here and it could be a good match. Yes. I agree with that. Um, I would be very happy with that. I, I mean, I, I'm going to be completely honest. I know people won't be, and they'll forever, you know, connect those dots. But um, I want to win, and I think that he helps win. And hey, listen, the guy is freshly removed from probably the biggest obstacle in the division. He knows mm-hmm. what the personnel is now. You know, so 
that anything you can glean from him, whatever minute it might be, if we're talking about a head coach with extreme attention to detail, that, that could help. I'm wondering if he's going to keep Tom McLaughlin or whatever our special team coordinator's name is on staff. I would, I, I would hope so. But I mean, that's his, that's his prerogative who he wants to bring on. Sure, um, but you know, I, I thought our special teams was one of, aside from some random kicking issues that Aldrich Rosas had in terms of you know punt coverage and kick coverage and things like that, was pretty good last year. In fact, our our, our punter was probably the closest thing to a pro bowler we had. Yeah, but you're bringing in a guy who's a special teams coach and he yep. may want to have his personal stamp on it. He might even still own it going forward. Who knows? So, you know, he is the head coach. He has the right to bring in and take away any, whoever he wants to. So, Do you have any other preference at offensive coordinator? No. Uh, I, I, you know, Somebody who, again, mission one right now is the development of Daniel Jones. So somebody who is known as a guy who has developed quarterbacks, who's quarterback friendly, that would be my preference. I don't have anybody in particular because, again, I have no idea what Joe Judge is all about. Is he someone that can be an extremely aggressive coach? You know, are we going to see the air raid come to East Rutherford or are you going to see somebody who wants to be a ground and pound guy? Is he going to want to run a variant of the West coast offense? Or is he going to want to, you know, I don't know. So I, I think once we learn a little bit more about what he is, what his personality is, what, you know, his inclinations are, then we can start thinking about that. Yep. Uh, you know, what about defensive coordinator? Is it still Wade Phillips or bust? Same thing. Yeah. I don't know what type of personality this guy is. I mean, again, if we if we brought in a Matt McCarthy, it'd be a little easier for me to make those, you know, oh, based on what he is, I, I see this as a good fit. I, I Again, I have no idea, you know. Is Wade Phillips, is, is, would that be oil and vinegar? I, I, I don't know. So I think – once we kind of, you know, maybe that introductory press conference, once we get past all the bullshit cliche lines, we can get a sense of what he's like. And then we can start putting some names to what would match what either the rhetoric or just reading between the lines. But I think it's too early to tell just yet. Fair enough. I mean, I mean, you say it's too early to tell. I'm still, I'm, I, I don't know, I'm still on the Wade Phillips wagon here. I, th- I think the pieces are there for his influence to yeah. come in and just straighten people the fuck out. I mean, this is a young team, specifically on the defense. It's been the thing I've been harping on since last NFL draft when we took on three secondary pieces that were all brand new. Three? Four? Three. Th- technically four if you want to count Beal. I think if it's a, a new coach and he has a plan, because I'm sure it's been discussed during the interview process, you know, A, are you going to bring in your own staff? Are we going to help you with your staff? B, do you have people in mind who that's going to be? So, you know, again, I, let's – this is something we have to see how it plays out a little bit. Fair enough. Because well, I think – I don't know if I'm necessarily for assigning people to him. Because, you know, that never seems to work. He, you hired him as your head coach. 
whether he's 30 years old or 70, he's your head coach. and He should have the responsibility to make those decisions. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I Again, we're on the outside here. So we, we weren't in the interview where he discussed his plan, what he may need help with, what he doesn't need help with, you know, what, what the brass was sold on. I mean, he could have went in there and been like, this is what I can do. And these who are the people I would hire to help me with it and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, having not heard that at all, I, I can't really comment on what the right move is. But we also don't know here, though. I mean, how could I we say don't know no what he that? is? We don't know if he's a taskmaster. We don't know if he's a CEO type. We don't know if he's hands in every cookie jar. We don't know if he's a guy who might be in over his head like Pat Shermer was. We we, we don't know. Yeah. They know. We don't. And even they might know what they were sold, but which may not be true. So. Also true. That would be disappointing. I, I don't know. What's your overall feeling right now? I'm, I'm not looking for – you know, your your take, but just your feeling. You're feeling hopeful, excited, mid-level, disappointed. Well, I mean, let's look at the giant situation as a whole right now. I mean, is this – if you're comparing this job to the other jobs that are available right now, is this the most attractive job there is? Well, you could say that Cleveland's probably more of an attractive job. You know – I don't necessarily think Washington's more attractive. I don't think that Dallas, I'd say, is more attractive. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. is, is – sure they are. I don't know, man. It, you have to consider what working under Jerry Jones would be like the same way everybody claims what working under Dave Gettleman would be like. Well, I mean, let's just start off the bat with they're, you're being brought in with a much better roster. Oh, oh, from – well, I mean it's more to it than that, right? I mean isn't that the yeah. point? I mean, just a situation. Starting walking- roster-wise, absolutely. I, right. That is the most ready-to-win team. That's a big Cleveland part of it. probably behind it. Yeah. Right. I mean, the biggest part of coming into a situation having immediate success or impact is what's the roster you have to start with. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Bill Belichick coached this team this year, this team, you know, maybe has seven wins. They're not a playoff team. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, um... So I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I again, I as I said in the last couple of shows, I was never really tied into anybody. You know, I I didn't think this was the greatest crop of head coaches that was out there. At the top end, it was probably a little better than it was two years ago, but there was no guy. It's like you got to get him. And uh, I'm glad they didn't overspend because of. You know, the fans wanted Matt Rule. No, oh, I don't That's want important. them to do anything because the fans want right. it. This and this is something Giant fans are gonna have to accept. As long as every ticket is sold every year, your opinion doesn't matter as much as it does in Tampa or Jacksonville or a place where you go to a NFL city and you see commercials on Thursday to go for tickets to the game on Sunday. It's simply, I mean, there comes a point where, you know, the it's critical mass and the outcry is so much that something has to be done. But decision-making for this is not going to be generated based on who the fans want. Sucks. I mean, it may hurt the fans' ego a little bit. Yeah, it'll hurt your feelings, but I don't think it sucks. I mean... 
Well, I mean, it sucks for people who think it's, you know, what they, if they have a say and if they speak out enough, they think they have a legitimate say in it. And I, I think markets like the Giants – now, that, that, I'm not saying that's the right thing, you know, with that guaranteed income and guaranteed ticket sale comes a little bit of hubris that it doesn't matter what the, what the fans say. And I'm not saying that's necessarily right either, but they're not going to make decisions just to placate the fans. No. Well, I mean, for now, that's going to have to be it. I mean, we don't really know a whole lot, um, but we will, you know, sprinkle in little tidbits, little bonus episodes, you know, whatever we have to do as, you know, hires are made. I mean, this is now, this is the exciting part. I mean, it sucks that the exciting part is, um, you know, the playoffs that we're not in and then hiring. But, I mean, this is where, you know, we sat through a whole season of losing to get to this point, right? To hopefully have the staff in place to have a winning team next year. It's better yeah. than than us doing an episode every fucking twice a week after, you know, a six straight losing streak, but I mean again, you know, it's been t- almost 10 years since this team has been in the playoffs, but this has not been a rebuild that for 10 years. <laughs> What's that? That's not true at all. In 10 years since they were in the Super Bowl. But, I mean, that was an anomaly year. Okay. I mean, everything broke right. We made the playoffs that one year, and we flamed out immediately in it. I'm talking about being a consistently good team. And even back – but my, my point of this is not that. My point is we have not been rebuilding mm-hmm. throughout this entire period that we have been terrible. Yes. We've really only started – Re- admitting the rebuild and, and committing to the rebuild when we launched when we cleaned house McAdoo and we and we, and we launched J- and Jerry Reese yeah that's when it really started so we've just finished year two of it we are starting year three they've reset on the head coach you know they've they've drafted their quarterback of the future you know they are in a position where they have cap space all these things are in play now. Now, really, the pressure really is now on Dave Gettleman. Yep, I agree. I mean, now it is time to start seeing results in increase in talent, which should translate into an increase in wins. And you're seeing the same garbage, you know, next year in November, December that you did now. Then, you know, and it's time to really make an honest assessment of do we need to start over again? You know, the grace period is over. Yeah. So stay tuned. Um, be sure to follow us for free on all those sites I mentioned before. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, uh, SoundCloud, etc. Um, there you will, you know, get these quick little one, one-off episodes in the middle of the week, you know, on a Saturday afternoon. I, whenever the news breaks and we have time to record, we'll do it. So um, be sure to follow us on there. Follow us on Twitter for all the in-between moments before we can get on the phone and talk. So I'm at football underscore grump. He's at the cranky fan. And um, go, go Giants. Giants.